You're listening to Tweets Ahead, an Irish podcast where we discuss our favourite tweets and trends from the week. Whether they're social, political or from the world of sports, we love the unpredictable mess that is Twitter. Enjoy the intro music. And uh, welcome to Tweets Ahead, an Irish podcast that has fun talking tweets, Twitter, and the ridiculousness of the Twitterverse. My name is Fergal, as always, I'm joined by Sean and Cormac. Um, I'm going to ask you guys how your weeks have been so far, but I'm going to come to you individually this week. I'm going to avoid the hassle of you two kind of, you know, trying to decide who goes first. Sean, how's your week? <laughs> uh, not too bad, uh, Fergal. Um I've I've been on a as, as Cormac just said there before he came on air. I've been on a, a one man crusade. Well, probably not a one man crusade, but a crusade against um, our country's Department of Education and our Education Minister. I've been tweeting a lot about it, giving out about her. Um, that's been my week. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? You're you're getting some traction online as well. I, I know. I've, ne- I've never gotten so many likes before on Twitter. It's, it's yeah, new to me. It's a new era. Are you feeling? Are you feeling the love of Twitter likes? Um, I think I I've I voiced um, a, a, a sector's group on on Twitter where, where like they're I was riding the wave of their rage, so to speak, <laughs> um, and <laughs> I think I, I voiced it appropriately, and yeah. people got behind it. And and just the affirmation of the the likes on Twitter does it feel good? Do you finally understand why. Why people kind of get hooked on the likes? Um, yeah, but I think it's 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 uh, something I don't want to get carried away with because I I know I understand the power and the um, the false. You don't become a like junkie. Yeah, the false sense of importance that it may bring. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's listen. I'm I'm glad you're staying grounded. Um, what are you planning on having a look at on today's episode, Sean? Um, today, well, this week uh, with. Biden being inaugurated, uh, the QAnon supporters who supported Trump all the way through, I think the penny has finally dropped for some of them. Um, and we're just going to look at how some of the QAnon MAGA supporters have coped because um, Twitter was having a good laugh at their expense uh, this week. It's been spectacular. It, it, it has. has been spectacular. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, I have. I also have a list. The first list of season three, which is uh, Bernie Sanders, uh, the Bernie Sanders meme, which is tucked weather by storm this week. So I have quite um, satisfactorily uh, drawn up a top ten list of Bernie Sanders memes, which I'm looking forward to dispensing. Fantastic, Cormac, you're having a great old time laughing to yourself there. Uh, yeah. How's your week, buddy? Uh, it was great. I've I've kind of done the opposite of Sean. I've fully embraced um, 
the huge ego boost I'm getting from. <laughs> yeah, you're becoming a bit of a monster, <laughs> I think. Likes and actually, uh, I've some I've some news to break to the two of you, and I wanted to wait until we we're here to do it. Actually, okay. Uh, I got I I got invited to sort of like a and. Like influencer sort of sale <laughs> online last night, and ended up like at a Clark's, um, Clark's shoes sale event for like people in the in <laughs> in the know. And, uh, yeah, I've uh, got a box of Clark's shoes here next next to me actually. That I got. Um, Regina. Are you are you actually promoting Clark's shoes on the podcast? Uh, yes, these are Clark's originals. They're uh, navy suede, uh, quite <laughs> nice. They were done from one one to fifty euro. Um, and are you are you officially an influencer now? Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure, but it's, it's been going that way for me. Uh, I'd like to thank um, all the gang of Clark's and. Uh, <laughs> More importantly, uh, local shop, uh, which we all know, uh, uh, Pinstripe Punk in, in town, for uh, making me making me aware of 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 the Clark's uh, event. I just to anybody listening, I just I can't emphasize how little I knew about this coming on to record tonight. Well, it was only for um, you know, yeah, it was only for. Influencers, no, I, I meant like how little I knew, how little I knew you're going to hijack the podcast to, to do it for your sponsorship deal. Apparently, yeah. Well, you know that's that's been my um, that's been been my week. I, I won't talk any more about the wonderful people at Clark's. Uh, I'll be talking mostly about uh, our friend that we spoke about earlier on. I think in season two, uh, Novax Djokovic is yes, is back in action. He's had a hell of a week. He's had a real kind of real big week, uh, you know, a Grand Slam kind of week for himself, but just not in terms of it's <laughs> not in terms of playing tennis. And then yeah. after that, I I don't have anything else to speak about other than I just enjoy the the Bernie Sanders uh, memes. Fantastic. Um, I know myself this week. I'll be looking at. I found a really uh, funny neat tread. I think. Um, this woman in the States has uh, posted a thread that went viral regarding how she dealt with a scammer. Uh, so she came across a scammer while trying to buy a PS5 online uh, and got, kind of got her own back. Uh, and it's a, it's a good, it's a good satisfying read. Edge your seat kind of story, Sean. I think you'll like it. You think I like it in particular? And I think you'll like it, yeah. Good, good. I, I appreciate that immensely. All right, we'll have to kick things off. Sean, I'm going to come at you first. As you normally do. Yeah, I feel like with the list as well, returning this week, I think, you know, I, I kind of want to get to that early. I, I miss I miss the list. It's our, it's our third official episode of the new year and new season. And, you know, it's your first list. I think you're looking forward, you're looking forward to the list jingle as well, aren't you? The list jingle. Yeah, I, <laughs> I am. Yeah. So listen, you said you're going to talk about Q, QAnon. QAnon, yeah. So the, <laughs> I think Twitter has... Um, lit up with the light over some QAnon supporters um, for the penny finally drop it, dropping for some of them that some of the predictions um, and prophecies they made 
just not happening uh, in the week of Biden's inauguration. And just, um, I think we've all on Twitter just really enjoyed seeing their dismay. Um, I felt a bit of pity for them, to be honest. Um, or yeah, so because yeah. they're so disillusioned, disillusioned and probably mentally unwell. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree with you. Like, there's definitely part of it that's, there is a sadness to it. But yeah. before before we get into it, Sean, is, is it safe? Is it safe to talk about QAnon? Is it, is it safe to talk? I think it is safe. To, we're not being listened to, are we? Or um, Unless there's birds outside listening to us, because um, no, they're not true. real. Um, no. But no, it is pretty much safe. Um, Donny from CNN tweeted, um, showing the disillusionment of a QAnon supporter. Um, I'm going to play this little clip for you because it was it was great to great to see it. Is this the guy in the cowboy hat, Sean? The guy in the pony hat. Uh, no, so yeah. so before you even start playing it, so just in terms, this is a guy who was he was Donny. So Donny, the Irish guy from Kerry who works for CNN, the reporter, found this guy outside the White House, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we're not outside yeah. the White House. It was outside the Capitol Hill, was it before the inauguration? Yeah, before the inauguration. Yeah. Yeah. So he had. So he he interviews him. Uh, I want to say the night before. And then uh, the next morning after the inauguration. After the, so, the inauguration, yeah. And yeah, this so, chap, he, he's, he thinks that Biden's inauguration uh, will be stopped using martial law. So uh, we'll just have a listen. How are you going to feel when, when Biden is inaugurated at noon today? You're going to ask me that. I don't believe... I, it, this sounds so crazy, and I recognize how crazy this sounds, but I don't believe Joe Biden is going to be sworn in as president today. We met Trump supporter William Wheating here in Washington early on the morning of the inauguration. He says he's not a QAnon believer, but he does espouse some of its theories. I mean, the martial law thing is a sort of baseless conspiracy theory, no? Well, you want to, everybody wants to tag facts as conspiracy theory, so it's just a way of discounting facts. But if he doesn't declare martial law, would that prove to you that it's, by this time tomorrow that it was a conspiracy theory? No, if he doesn't declare martial law, then I will feel like my vote no longer counts in the United States, and that's not a good thing. I, Joe Biden was just sworn in about 15 minutes ago. So I met you right here. Right here in the dark last night. Last night. It was about 3 a.m. You were out here streaming live on YouTube. Do you feel like you've been duped, that you've been tricked, that you've been fooled in some way here? Actually, no. The way I felt was that when I saw him, you know, I was waiting up until a minute that he said, I, Joe Biden, like when he's right, I'm watching him walk up, I'm thinking to myself, my life's about to completely change because I've been saying I'm either a conspiracy theorist or I'm a prophet, you know, kind of like, it's kind of Christian humor, I'm not a prophet. But um, I was just kind of in shock and I thought I had to reevaluate everything the way my life was going to be now because it's so it's so different than I, my expectations and i literally was just kind of walking around like what now do you think maybe the way you're wrong about joe biden being not sworn in you might be wrong about the whole election rigging thing no i'm convinced the election was a fraud <laughs> that was that was him um uh, it was something lovely seeing about how disillusioned he was at, at the end uh, the day after <laughs> my favorite line was um no, no, I'm not a prophet. Uh, a little bit of Christian humor there. <laughs> um, yeah, like, listen, this is a chap. It's clearly you can I, I don't think you can be mentally well and believe in a lot of this stuff. So I, I do think there's a bit of a sadness to it. Not that I really feel sorry for them, um, but there no, is definitely uh, a sadness. I, I don't feel sorry for them 
either, but I do actually enjoy... I I do want them to go away, and I don't want them to go away because I really enjoy... I know these have a couple of things lined up here because I really enjoy seeing some of the, the theories. Yeah, we need like, the one I have here, like there's there's one they're still uh, clinging on to one um, at the minute that uh, since the inauguration went ahead, uh, they've made up what they, they know as the face-off theory. Did you see this? Is this, can I, before you even explain this to the listener, Sean, is this, is this a real theory that's out there? Or I is don't this, know. Is I, this I, someone I, taking the piss? Personally, no, I, I was kind of going, is this satire? I can't tell. No, but then. You think this is is this real, Cormac? You were you were obviously looking. it's obviously it's not real as this did not happen. <laughs> but but I don't think it's satire. I think this is like right up there. Like the other day before that, when Trump was saying goodbye, um, there was some sort of reference to the fact that there was fourteen flags behind him, and is the fourteenth letter of the alphabet Q? Is that was that the so one? It was not seventeen flags. I think seventeen. Yeah, I, I can't remember what it was. And I, yeah, I, haven't, seven, I haven't counted out the alphabet. In, yeah. in my, in my head, I, I thought one similarly, uh, Cormac. When um, it was, I, I think it was before Joe Biden was inaugurated. Um, the the flag was taken down in the White House. I'm not sure why. I'm sure it was for like some other practical reason, but someone was tweeting out that like, oh, this is a signal that the military have taken over. And they're about to stop the inauguration, yeah. and that was going like wildfire throughout Twitter. That's mad. That yeah. that was quickly explained on CNN just before Sean reads out this. Apparently, the leaving president gets to keep the flag. We'll say, oh, on, oh. on the day on the day they were inaugurated, and the day they leave, they you know get to keep those two flags. I didn't know that because I know it's a new flag every day or something. It's not the yeah. So yeah. like that's what that's about. But anyway, Sean, proceed. Oh, sorry. So Biden got inaugurated. So QAnon supporters are relying now on, on this conspiracy theory. Uh, if some of them <laughs> choose to believe it, this is called the face-off conspiracy theory, based on the famous film with John Travolta and Nicolas Cage, which is a great, great movie. Great movie. Uh, Might watch it later. Yeah, no, I, 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 I like. Um, I like Nicolas Cage in it a lot. Um, so the, the conspiracy theory is as follows. Joe Biden has been arrested. The deep state is in disarray and has struck a deal with the Trump administration. There will be an experimental surgery <laughs> that will <laughs> exchange the faces of Biden and Trump. So when you watch Biden's inauguration, you'll really be watching Trump being sworn in for a second term. And when you're watching the Trump trials, this is really Biden paying for his crimes. <laughs> <laughs> also, this bit I love the bit that added in at the end just just really puts a cherry on the top. Um, is this also when Trump as Biden stammers or slurs his words? That's because Trump is still learning to duplicate his speech patterns. Um, <laughs> fantastic. I I like it's it's like they've thought of like well what what happens if somebody asks this question? Well, oh, you know this this has happened. But don't forget, everybody was also there was also a another part of that theory i think and it was like everybody was supposed to be arrested around that time and that's right yeah um the 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 offenses going up around inauguration wasn't to keep people out it was that now it was to keep them in that that was going to become a prison and uh, it was just absolutely bonkers with the face-off yeah, theory, are, are, they not, are, are they not neglecting the fact that Trump is a bit taller, like a good bit taller than Biden? And also, you know, 
uh, let's say a huskier gentleman. Fatter. Yes. He's but he's a lot fatter. A lot fatter than Biden. Yeah. You know, ugh, whatever. Yeah. What would they do with the first ladies as well? Would they have to swap the first ladies too, or? Well, I mean, there's plenty of theories that she has actually been duplicated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is it not like a? Oh, I can't remember it offhand, but but. But come back to me. It's basically that reminds me of like um, when Ben Affleck actually asked Michael Bay about um, something to do with Armageddon. You know, like uh, why is it easier to train oil drillers to become astronauts than to train astronauts to become oil drillers? And Michael Bay just told him, "Shut the fuck up." That's why. <laughs> <laughs> so I've that was, heard that. Yeah, that was during the making of Armageddon, and it just reminds me. It just reminds you of that whole scenario, you know. And you know, like, well, hold on a minute. <laughs> why isn't Joe Biden another couple of hundred pounds heavier? You know. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, I suppose. Um, the sad part of this, and like I was saying, is um, I was looking at a, a tweet earlier on that had like um, sort of a chart of conspiracy theories and how you, once you go so far, you never go back. And for these sort of vulnerable people who are, you know, a bit sick in the head and very vulnerable to these, um, you, you can see how they're going to cling on to something else. And um, Ben Collins, who is um, who tweets an awful lot about this, uh, 4chan and QAnon, he says that a, a reminder, as some predict the end of QAnon, Pizzagate was banned for most platforms after Edgar Welch shot up Pecan Pizza in December 2016. Do you remember I was talking about that before, the Pizzagate? Yeah, Pizzagate. Yeah. yeah. Um, he said, naturally, there was a lull. And then 10 months later, Q posted to 4chan uh, saying the child sex cabal was uh, real after all and Hillary was being detained. So he's just pointing out that you know, this isn't going to die. He says, political conspiracy theories don't die. They evolve into darker, more elaborate fantasies. Nobody drops a grudge with political boogeymen overnight. They don't stop dreaming of being right all along. They find new stories to tell themselves, usually scarier than the last. So he's just pointing out that it's this like a snowball die. effect, isn't it? Like it's, it, it evolves and gets bigger. Yeah, well, it's to say all these people that believe in the deep state thing, they believe in chemtrails, they believe in 5G, they believe in all the ones, all the different ones, the George Soros ones. Um, do, 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 do they, with conspiracy theories, I've, I've a long held belief that it's escapism, that it's escapism from whatever their own lives are, that it's that some people are into these conspiracy theories for the same reasons that they love certain or they get lost in certain computer games or franchises or whatever it is like it, it's 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 an escapism um, you know did they say that um a book i was reading before um why well, can't they forget the name of it um the irrational ape sorry and in yeah. it um the writer i can't remember the name of the writer offhand but he goes on about how there's a certain type of person who's vulnerable to this and it could usually be one who's somebody who was really successful before, but they've just sort of haven't really, you know, they've become dismayed with their own lives, haven't been as successful as they shouldn't, should have been. And they've become this sort of like, how would you say, this underdog in their life. And then they, they latch on to these, um, you know, something's failed them in their life. So they, they latch on to these sort of wild fantasies of, you know, I must be right somehow, right? And, and they start becoming this, this underdog that has to like go up against the state or go up against someone. And um, it's a particular type of person that gets, gets 
I, I think if, if you get a chance, there's a great flat flat earther documentary on Netflix that there, there's so many similarities between people who get into to it's basically for people who get into spirit, conspir, people who get into conspiracy theory, sorry, uh, and and what they get out of that in their own lives, and essentially it's yeah. going from being a a small pond, a small fish in a big pond to uh, a big fish in a small pond. You know, it, it's yeah. it's suddenly the life is a bit more meaning because it's it's been it's been scaled down uh, in, in this community that they're yeah joined. exactly yeah. Um, anyway, Sean, what, there's sorry. A, oh, so there's another good good documentary for listeners to know. It's uh, um, pulling the tread. It's on YouTube. It's called Pulling the Tread, and it comes in like little ten minutes episodes. And it just sort of sort of point, points out exactly as well about the American political system, and you know how it's it's been a thing in the past before the people have been accused others of election fraud, and it's been an ongoing thing since the Nixon era. Um, you know, people can't seem to you know even the Kennedy assassination, they can't get over that. You know, it was that one person shot Kennedy when yeah. a couple of years later there was one guy who shot Reagan. You know, it makes sense that one person could do it on their own. Um, yeah, they just get wrapped up into them. Um, I mean, 9 11 was an inside job, don't forget. Hey, steel beams can't melt that temperature. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and another thread that came up in this on what Ben Collins was saying about how the corona or the QAnon conspiracies will, um, you know, continue to evolve and get darker. Um, Julian Sanchez posted a, a, a thread about how, how QAnon is coping. Um, and their new conspiracy theories. So they're, they're not. He said the number one uh, conspiracy theory floating about in Q world at the moment is Biden's inauguration was faked, possibly with a lookalike, and all the image you're seeing of Biden in the Oval Office was actually from a movie set. You can tell because the wallpaper has changed. <laughs> famously, famously, you can't change wallpaper. You can't. No. Um, the second conspiracy theory that's keeping them afloat is that the United States was transformed into a private corporation in 1871. He has in brackets here, don't ask. A- then secretly dissolved. 1871. I don't know why 1871. Um, but then secretly dissolved and restored to a real government by Trump. So Biden has been cleverly switcherooed and is only president of this now defunct corporation. <laughs> Um, I don't know what that was going on about. Really, it sounds, you know, it sounds absolutely me- mental. That's, and, that's like when Vince McMahon fooled everyone into. Uh, <laughs> remember, remember the higher power thing, for Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who is it? Who Who is the Undertaker. It? Yeah, yeah. It's it's me, Austin. It was me all along. Every you all bought it. Even my immediate family bought it. That's that's what that reminds. And uh, the third, the third one. The third one that Julian uh, posted up that's that's go- going around the um, internet at the moment, the QAnon world. Trump had to appear to leave office, so the impending military overthrow of the Biden administration would not appear partisan. Once this is done, Trump can be reinstalled in March, the original inauguration date. Um, so <laughs> they're they're pushing back their prophecy to March now. Um, for that to for that to appear. It, it reminds me of the the Mayans. You know, we keep getting keep getting the end of the world wrong. Yeah. yeah, the Mayans keep getting, yeah, I mean, some, something I mean, a bit like that. Also, they're completely discounting the fact that, well, most militaries and democracies uh, swear allegiance to, you know, the Constitution or the public, not 
not a oh, figurehead. Not a figurehead. <laughs> yeah, wasn't, that, so. wasn't that a weird thing when he first took office? He, he, got, he was getting really pissy with people because they, were, they weren't taking um, like a, a pledge of allegiance to him. They were kind of... Yeah. Oh, was he getting annoyed about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, jeez, that, that it's, it's amazing. That seems like four years ago now. Like with any other president, that would be huge news. But with Trump, you kind of forget about it. But yeah, I remember at the start, he was, he got quite pissy about that. Um, Particularly with the FBI, I remember. Comey, was it Comey? He, he yeah, kind of, I, think, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. With the FBI, they refused to, to pledge allegiance to him rather than the state. Yeah. Um, anyway, to, to cap off of this whole little segment that we have on QAnon, I have a MAGA woman or QAnon supporter um, having an absolute meltdown after Biden's inauguration. And it's very enjoyable. If, would you like to see it? Oh, yes. Have oh, you yeah. seen it? No. no. Oh, OK. So, Sean, this is just this is after Biden's inauguration and she's posting a video kind of explaining her dismay, I guess. I guess. Yeah, that's how you that's how you call it. Yeah. She's explaining her dismay at us, yeah. President Trump, if you see this, please save us. I don't even see our American flag anymore. Biden's talking with some kind of crazy flag. This is America. This is our land. Please, President Trump. Please, please, I hope you have a plan. <laughs> God, please save us. Save us from the devil, please. Y'all are about to have a panic attack. <laughs> this is our country. Our country. This is awful. God, please save us, please. America. <laughs> much do they think it's going to change um so that was it was it was um an account called mystery solvent um kind of tweeted that out i mean it's it's Maybe. also i also feel it's relevant to point out here that like donald trump while that video was being played donald trump was booking into well although he, he owns the resort but he was definitely booking a tea time uh to play golf oh yeah he was in Mar a lago no, he yeah. like he he just does not care about these people yeah, and especially the ones who stormed the capital last week you know like they're all getting harsh punishments now he doesn't doesn't care that he he not, or he he put them up to it they're not getting pardoned they're not getting pardoned <laughs> at all, no. were you were you disappointed um your man uh, tiger king didn't get pardoned I, I was a little bit like i felt like there was a build-up a, a good year of build-up um to that happening and uh but you know i made from some good meme quality uh, on Twitter, uh, I saw a lot of good memes about him cursing out Carol Baskin. Oh, I saw that. I saw a couple of Simpsons memes. Yeah. T talking about memes. Yes. Will I go into Sean's list? Yeah, Sean. Hit us with your list. Yeah, it's Sean's list. He's the guy who makes so this week, the Bernie Sanders meme uh, has taken Twitter by storm. You may, our listeners may have seen it, where uh, Bernie is sitting out at the inauguration on the steps. It looks like it looks like a chair that he took along with him. It looks like he's like, at a festival, yeah. And he's, yeah, like he, a camping he's at chair. the back. He doesn't really get involved with any of the, the ruckus at the front. Yeah, yeah. And he's got a big uh, brown coat on and his mask on and these big, lovely um, mittens. 
Um, really nice mittens. Oh, they're lovely mittens. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love some. Um, but he looks really warm and cozy. Um, and the Twitterati the uh, thought it was a good idea to um, superimpose them onto different pictures and make different memes. Um, and I like to go through my top 10. You might agree or disagree with them. So starting at number 10, I have Bernie Sanders in Winterfell for the long night. Okay, th- uh, this is a scene from the Game of Thrones where um, it's just after the long night and they just had an awful long battle with uh, the Ice Prince and Bernie Sanders is, they're all lined up in Winterville and Bernie Sanders is sitting on Bran's wheelchair um, looking pretty pleased with himself after after the night of the long night. Is Can I just, is he called the Ice Prince? Because that sounds like something from Frozen. <laughs> Is he called the Ice Prince? <laughs> is he not called like the the the, the Night King or something? Night Sorry, the Night King. Yeah, not the, yeah. Not the Ice, Ice Prince. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell like a, it sounds like a Disney Prince. You can yeah. tell Game of Thrones has long been gotten from yeah. Ryan, yeah. Uh, after that terrible last season. I like Ice Prince though. That's nice. Yeah, Ice Prince. He, he Ice sounds Prince. he sounds more cuddly than dead. Because uh, I like I like that one though. Um, <laughs> it's like when you pay. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you get a, a, a nice living wage, as Bernie, Bernie would like to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, at number nine, I have TG4 weather, Bernie Sanders, and it's just quite simply the TG4 weather map with the Saturn on it and Bernie Sanders sitting in front of it. Uh, Sean, like Sean, you have to pronounce the four as Cahar. Oh, TG Cahar, right. TG Cahar, sorry. Come on, come on. Um, Mokara. Mokara. Yeah. Anyway, at number eight, Forrest Gump, Bernie Sanders, which is quite simply Bernie Sanders. And it's really well photoshopped. Bernie Sanders sitting on the same bench as Forrest Gump. Yeah. Um, I wonder how that would turn around. What what would what would what would Bernie say to Forrest Gump after he offers him a chocolate? He'd ask him, are those cho- did he buy those chocolates from like a corporation? Yeah. Or <laughs> should are they free, are they free <laughs> trade chocolate? Yeah. yeah. Every every chocolate should be the same flavour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, at number seven is George Sherratt, Bernie Sanders. Um, I'm not sure you can see it very small, but the famous painting um, of a, a Sunday afternoon on um, the island of, of, I can't remember the name of it, Larguet. It's uh, some French name, but he's in the painting. I like that one. Uh, at number six, Electric you get, you, Picnic. You, are you getting a few texts there, Sean? You're getting some texts, Sean, yeah. <laughs> getting a few notifications. <laughs> while, while you're reading it, I'm a popular guy. Uh, I'm just a very popular guy. Sharing, sharing Dale's sound in your laptop there, yeah. Sean. How are you? <laughs> As we do. Um, electric picnic, Bernie Sanders is number six. So this yeah. Bernie sitting amongst uh, sitting amongst all the tents. Yeah, it being I a big festival. Yeah, lots of beer cans and, and broken tents everywhere. Number five is Leo in the park, Bernie Sanders. I like this one because it's just Leo. Uh, Leo Fradger standing topless in the park and Bernie's just in amongst him and his friends. <laughs> very, very specific to Ireland, that one. Yeah, I really that was... enjoyed that one. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Uh, number four is Golden Girls, Bernie Sanders. Um, I just love the way the goal in this in this meme, all the all the Golden Girls are kind of looking in, in Bernie's direction and he's just sitting in the corner of the sofa. It just looks really good. He does look like he's a, yeah, a part of three, the furniture. This is when he does, doesn't he? Yeah. At number three, we have WWE DX, 
Bernie Sanders. So this is when DX are out in the ring, uh, having a game of poker on a table, and, and Bernie is just perfectly photoshopped in beside China and Triple H. Yeah, um, that, that was actually my. That would be my favorite one. Just would that be your? That be your top one, Cormac? Would it? Just for for, for nostalgia. There's there's maybe two other contenders for for top three actually other contenders for top but uh we'll, we'll let the list play out first um mark hamill uh put up a challenge to all his twitter followers to uh give him star wars and um, bernie sanders memes and i have to say an awful lot of them could have made the cut and two of them made the cut into the top two um number two was jedi council bernie sanders so it's just <laughs> it's just bernie sanders sitting in yoda's chair with small wee anakin looking on at him um, yeah, I think that's excellent. That's really good. Uh, you can see Samuel L. Jackson with his iPad beside him. <laughs> um, and then the four, the, the last number one for me, I, I I just think it's just excellently done because he's just he's so far in the background of the picture. It's um, a New Hope medal ceremony, Bernie Sanders. So you know, at the end of the, of the New Hope film, when Princess Leia is putting the medals on Luke and Han Solo. You can just see at the back in the in the Rebel Alliance Hall, uh, Bernie Sanders looking at the back, just like he did in the inauguration at Luke and Han getting their medals. I think that is is a gem of a of a of a meme. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's real subtle. I love it. Really Matt, are you happy with with number one? Uh, no, I'm not. But it wasn't my list. So I'll not what get was, to... What was on your number one? Well, I had two contenders, three contenders for number one. Uh, one would have been the... There was one from The Mandalorian. Where oh, he's I just, saw that. He's just in the background in the ship where Baby Yoda would be. Uh, number two was, uh, was the cover of Fergal, probably like this. I think it was the movie cover from Deadpool where he's, he's sitting like on a bench or something with Deadpool. He's on a wall oh, or something. With he's him. on the wall of the highway before he jumps down. Uh, yeah. No, number three, which I think could, probably could have won it for me, was, uh, do you ever that old photo, that really old famous photo of all like the steel workers in New York sitting like Oh, hundred... yeah, they're sitting on, having their lunch on the, <laughs> yeah, on the iron verge, yeah. yeah. Well, if you look down the line, he's just there at the end. Uh, it just seems to fit really well. The, I don't know why. The Fresh Prince of Bel Air one, when the, the upside down chair, I thought that was yeah. a great one as well. Um, yeah. yeah. There you go, Fergal. That was Sean's Lists. Yeah, it's Sean's Lists. He's the guy who makes all the lists. Lists, lists. Cormac, what have you got for us this week? Well, Sean's list uh, actually lends itself quite well to mine as a nice little segue because someone else has been creating a list this week. A list of demands, that is, Fergal. Uh, <laughs> 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 Novak Djokovic is back. Uh, Novak's Djokovic, as he's affectionately referred to yeah. on this show. He is back uh, with his uh, COVID denial and vaccine denial ways. He's rocked up in Australia this week himself and about 2,000, maybe 1,000 other tennis players and staff and coaches for the Australian Open, which is usually actually, you know, it would have been really over by now. Um, but obviously due to COVID, it's been delayed this year. But but Novak has taken great umbrage to the fact that Australia and Victoria in particular has a mandatory quarantine 
in place for all visitors, regardless they're Novak Djokovic or me and you. So uh, he's landed in Australia anyway, and he's been put up in a hotel at, at their own cost, by the way, not, not, not being covered by the Australian uh, government. I did, I did read that. It's, it's, it's a $2,000 of, of your own money you got to spend. Yeah. yeah. So he's dramatically come out this week. And um, he's come out with a list of demands himself and other players have. And as their as their as their leader, as I suppose he is world number one. Yep. Um, his list of demands have included fitness equipment in all rooms. Okay, or actually, I can maybe I can get on board with that. Better food for the athletes. I'm I'm not really particularly sure really what he means by that. I, I would have thought, you know, he could probably still order in food. That's it. Yeah, you, you can choose. I, I saw people getting sushi and stuff, so I'm kind yeah. of wondering what, what exactly is unattainable uh, for, for the players. His next demand was a reduction in the number of isolation days required for <laughs> a more regular test, and that's just not going to happen in Australia. The ability to visit your coach and trainer if they test negative. Um, no, I don't think that's going to happen either. Yeah. <laughs> um, permission for players and coaches to be on the same floor of the hotel, that kind of negates... You know, that leads to the last point as well. If he wanted to see his trainer, they should be on the same floor. You know, tough, tough shit uh, for Novak. And my favourite one of this was move top players to private houses with tennis courts. Now, I don't know what that would mean if, like, say, you happen to own a house with, like, a tennis court in it. (laughs) Novak Djokovic and his gang would just rock up and evict you for the duration of the Australian Open, but this was massively uh, rebuked by the local authorities in, in Victoria, and uh, they basically said, um, absolutely not. While you're here, you're here under our rules, and if you don't like it, you are welcome to actually actually leave. Um, what, do you, what do you think of this, first of all? Uh, He's... You go on ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, I think he is a lunatic. Uh, he's clearly he's yeah he's I don't know he's 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 nuts. He is nuts. So we've known this for a while. I mean he's he's been on this this whole no va- yeah, he's, 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 he's an anti vaxxer isn't he? Yes, he is. His wife is an anti vaxxer and he's an anti vaxxer And don't forget that in 2020 he, you know, well, he got as, it. As Richard Chambers tweeted out, you know, this is all despite him hosting a tournament uh, earlier on in 2020 where all but two of three people involved tested positive for COVID after a midnight rave that, that he hosted. Oh, um, my God. I forgot he had a party at it and they yeah. all got COVID. Yeah. 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 His wife is a follower of Sean. You might know this name. Is it? Is it David Ick? Is that his? Yeah, Ike. Yeah, Ike. Yeah, yeah, Ike yeah, he's he's a well-known British. He believes in, uh, uh, in reptilian leaders. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> th- there was those videos that came out from... The hotel. Uh, I don't think I'll have time to actually play. I them I saw some of long, these, but they're I quite saw, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I saw some of those, and I thought it was the most narcissistic. Ah, oh, it's cringy as hell. Tone deaf so, use of so, social so, media by these tennis players. I assume you're referring to uh, Bernard Tomic's girlfriend in particular. It's, yes. it's amazing. It's that amazing. one picked out. That that one in particular picked out because <laughs> didn't she say she was on the bed lying on the bed at one point and she's getting all kind of giddy and going, I'm not sure if you don't know this, but as a rule, I don't wash my own hair. <laughs> she, <laughs> she 
She claims that she's never washed her hair, Sean. If not even that, what she if, doesn't. Just thought, like, you know, like first world problems, like. <laughs> Cormac, I tell you what, Cormac, have you have you got the clip? Uh, I do have the clip, actually. Yeah, play the clip. It's it's so outrageous. It needs then, it needs to be out there. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll I'll, st- I'll play the start of the news clip anyway, and when we get the, you know, Bernard Thomas girlfriend's bit. After that's done, we'll we'll. What channel is it, Cormac? We it's an Australian news channel. Okay. Uh, you I'm find probably. it there, and I'll rant on a bit more till you get it. But, yeah, I, I I pretty much have it here. Oh, I'm sorry. Good evening. Victoria is standing firm on hotel quarantine for tennis stars after world number one Novak Djokovic issued a list of demands calling for less time in isolation and private housing. The push came as the number of players in quarantine jumped to 72 with four new confirmed COVID cases. Not wearing a mask in the players' minibus, the world number one issued demands on behalf of all quarantine players as he trained in Adelaide. Basically, he says, the rules are too tough. He wants Tennis Australia to move some to private homes with courts to reduce the days in isolation to let players visit coaches and to provide better food. People are free to, to provide lists of demands, um, but the answer is no. It's my boyfriend. In a social media post from their hotel quarantine, Bernard Tomic's girlfriend complained about the food and other hardships. When you do order your food, they have to inspect it, and I don't know what the hell they do. By the time the food comes to you, it's so cold. But they and other players can expect little sympathy from Victorians. This is the worst part of quarantine. I don't wash my own hair. I've never washed my own hair. Shut it's up. just not fun. <laughs> So yes, um, sorry, Vanessa. <laughs> Jesus, you lunatic! Uh, Don't of, wash your own hair. This this has spurred um, some responses from, of all people, Nick Nick Carrius. Now I remember mentioned last week that um, Mike Pence done a sort of WWE bad guy to good guy switch. Uh, Nick Carrius, who is a well known tennis bad guy, has now become a good guy. Um, he tweeted out. Djokovic is a tool. I don't mind Bernie. I assume that's Bernie Thomas, but it could be Bernie Sanders. But his missus obviously has no perspective. Ridiculous scenes. Uh, of course, that, that garnered a lot of support. Um, I mean, you and McKenna also tweeted on, on this. He just said, I can't stop laughing at Novak Djokovic's list of demands. Kind of thing you give to the government in a hostage situation. <laughs> Helicopter in the roof. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that got me thinking of, like, it kind of reminds me of, like, for some reason I was thinking of, like, when Hans Gruber was on the phone in Die Hard 1 and he's, like, reading out his list of demands, like, he wanted, you know, the People's Liberation Front, you know, he wanted them released and he wanted the Provos in... Uh, Northern Ireland released and he wanted this thing released and that thing released and, and it just kind of Novak Did Djokovic Did people front? Yeah like Novak Djokovic has suddenly become um, like in the last year he's become like a caricature of like the Pierce Brosnan era uh, bad guys in James Bond he's like that <laughs> he's that kind of ex-Soviet Serbian bad guy remember he was in like three movies in a row as Pierce Brosnan Baddy. And it, it just all of a sudden he's just turned into that. But I think a lot of people actually forget that 
when Novak Djokovic first came on the scene in tennis, he really, 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 really was not liked for his antics both on the court and, and off the court. Yeah, he was quite aggressive, wasn't he? Yeah, and there was a period there where I think it actually culminated with his first Grand Slam might have been the Australian Open. Um, his first Grand Slam win might have been the Australian Open. And kind of since then, he changed his public persona. But obviously, thanks to COVID, it's leaked back out there. Fantastic, yeah. Um, and I'm delighted we can all see him for the, the Muppet Days. Cool. Uh, Cormac, thanks very much. I, I know this week... I've been looking at a, a fun thread. I think it's fun. Uh, so basically, this Twitter user right. uh, tweeted out, uh, she's okay. called, she's uh, at underscore Bev. So that's B E E E V. Bevy. Uh, Bevy, yeah. And uh, she tweeted out uh, basically this thread about how uh, I think she got duped by a scammer and kind of how she dealt with it. So this has gone viral on Twitter. Uh, it's got eight and a half thousand retweets and twenty two and a half thousand likes. Twenty two point seven. Point seven. I am I am doing it okay. in an an injustice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're, you're supposed to round up. If like if it's like that, you should be rounding up. <laughs> I should. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so B, as she calls herself, uh, she basically tweeted out a thread. And Sean, you know all about treads. You've gotten into your treads lately. I started treading. Yes, I treaded today. Yeah. Yeah. Head above water. Um, so she uh, tweeted out how I scammed the scammer part one. Um, so it starts off, I'm just going to read out the thread and you guys can stop me whenever you want or, or let me know what you think of it. But she tweeted out, okay, so boom, this guy, we'll call him Henry, reached out to me saying he was selling his PS5 digital edition that his fiance gifted him because he, uh, it was the wrong version. He was selling it at the regular price too. So someone's contacted about selling PS5. I assume she was looking for one. Um, I was skeptical at first, but he seemed genuine. We agreed to 50% down, then 50% on arrival. So it's going to pay a little deposit. Uh, it's Saturday now. After sending me uh, pictures of the PS5, I go ahead and send him $225 through Apple Pay for him to drop it off on Monday at a Staples to ship it. Monday comes and I text him asking if there's any issue with shipping. He says no, but asks if it's possible that he gets... Uh, the other half of the money. He says his daughter is sick and he ran into unexpected medical bills. I'm chronically ill and disabled, so I get it. Before I go on, guys, have we seen any red flags here yet? Well, I, I would oh, yeah. probably... Like, if you agree to half of it, you know, after. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have paid half, half of it until... Yeah, I suppose... Anything I, when anytime I've bought something online, I've met the person... You know, yeah, I've never heard like you don't go on adverts.ie or something and, and kind of go, We'll do half now and half later. Yeah, no, you what, never uh, that, what are you buying online, Sean? That you have to, I bought my podcast microphone online, read the people for. Sorry, what are you buying online that you have to I'd meet people for? Bought my podcast microphone, okay, right? I told you about that weird t- thing, and we, we, we bought a Philips Hue kind of hub. A couple oh, weeks yeah. ago, yeah, you said yeah. that off the kid, off a kid who was going around in a bag yeah. full of stuff. So this kid, like, it was it was advertising Everett.ie, and we met this kid in the middle of town. Um, you know, well, yeah, we didn't know he was a kid, but we were like, yeah, yeah, we know, we'll buy this, and he had good reviews. So we kind of we met him in his meeting spot, and out of nowhere, this kid, like about seventeen in a school uniform, rocks up to us on an electric scooter 
with a, like a bag full of goodies on his back, like he's some weird Santa Claus, and just kind of handed us the stuff and kind of scooted it off. It was just a weird experience. But yeah, anyway. Uh, so I told him I could send him the money if he sent a picture of him holding the printed out drop-off confirmation or a shipping receipt, since tracking numbers take 24 to 48 hours to be able to tr actually track online. <clears throat> he sends a picture of the Staples drop-off package receipt uh, with the store number, number of packages and date. So I guess Staples act like a uh, kind of like a post office kind of thing. They must do deliveries and stuff as well. Uh, I spent $225. He says he'll send me the tracking number when it's sent to him uh, and to text him on Tuesday if I don't hear from him. Cool. I'm super excited. I text him Tuesday morning for an update. Chill. I guess nothing's happened yet. Are we feeling good or bad about this? Feeling bad, obviously. I, 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 I would have been... The minute he started mentioning medical bills, I would have been... I would have been gone, but anyway, <laughs> that's 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 just me. <laughs> well, so I, I assume she's using an iPhone because she says she's texting on Tuesday for an update, and now she's saying the text the text bubbles are fucking green. So does that mean that he he's seen the messages? I seen it. Yeah, if it's if it's iMessage, they go green if you've seen it. Oh, okay. Um, I checked Twitter where he originally reached out. Blocked. <gasps> yeah. I, re I reach out using another number, blocked. Reach out on my husband's Twitter, left on red. So uh, she contacted him over her husband's Twitter on the DMing, I guess, and uh, he's been left on red. He scammed me. I call my bank, I call Apple Pay. There's nothing they can do. At this point, I'm down bad. I feel stupid. I'm upset. I was moping around the house and shit. Distraught in capital letters. And during a pandemic, sorry, during a pandemic, <laughs> all I know is pain. Are people abbreviating pandemic to pandemic? We went from an epidemic to a pandemic. Ooh. This pandemic is really affecting my mental health. <laughs> it's Tuesday afternoon now. I decide to reach out again. I tell him he has until 9.30 p.m. to um, run me my money or I'm taking legal action. He ignores it. So I assume she's contacting him over the husband's account still and still not reading messages. Mm. Oh, sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, uh, no, I was going to read the next one. What were you going to say, Sean? What legal action can you take from someone you willingly gave money to? Well, this is what it's all about. And I think this is, I think she comes out of it quite well. So uh, I reported a scam to FTC, IC3 and the FDIC. I assume they are like, you know, uh, they're legal courses you can take in the States uh, or report stuff to. Uh, is this the States or Australia or? I think Does it's it, the States. Well, I'll double check at the end, but I'm pretty sure okay. it's the States. Does it Australia have dollars too, don't they? They do. Dollary dues, I think they're called. Dollary dues. I try reaching out one last time, warning him that if I don't see the funds in my account by 9.30 p.m., I promise he'll never know peace again. <laughs> that sounds That sounds like something, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Something like Eric Cartman. It reminds me, is this going to be like, do you remember the, the times in South Park, Eric Cartman got back at a, a ninth grader and fed his own parents to him? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's the best episode. It is the best episode That's, of South Park. It's um, so bad, man. Uh, anyway. Uh, 9.30 comes and goes. Radio silence. I told him I'm filing a case and to eat shit. <laughs> Not his parents. Eat shit. 
Homeboy decided to read the messages and block me. It was at that, it was at that exact moment I knew what needed to be done. He kept changing his Twitter handle to different variations of his actual name. Kind of a schoolboy error, this. Yeah. Every time he changed it, I'd message him telling him I found him and will always find him. L-M-A-O. <laughs> Laugh my ass off. Then I remembered he sent me a picture. And this is really clever, actually. Then I remember he sent me a picture that had the Staples store number. Time for a reverse search. What's a reverse search? Um, to be honest, she's just searching. <laughs> uh, I, she just called it a reverse search. I guess she's going to look for him. Or, or, you, you can you can reverse you can reverse image search. There's uh, like there's a an, an area of Google or if you Google it, um, where if somebody's somebody sent you a photo, if you put it back in, if you put it back into that search engine, it will it will tell you where it originally came. So it would be used a lot for if somebody would have been catfished. Yeah, catfish TV show uses it all the time, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. So uh, B goes on to say, this is a full-fledged investigation now, okay? I got my laptop, my phone, a cup of tea, and my notepad. A special agent, if you will. Turns out there's only one Henry Beacon. This is a, a name for, uh, sorry, this name is for the purpose of this, of this story only. It's completely made up. So it's a faux name, uh, Henry Beacon in Maryland with an address in the same county as the Staples. So this guy's got a completely unique name. He's making Twitter handles using his unique name and trying to scam people using his unique name. So uh, in the same county as the Staples, I used all the names he kept changing his Twitter handle too. And would you look at that? They all pulled up the same information with the same aliases. She found an email address too. <laughs> so this is going tits up for this guy pretty quick. Uh, remember, I promised him I'd always find him and he would never know peace again. So I sent this as one does. And it's a screenshot of her sending an email to this guy just saying, I found you. Send me my money now. Then he changed his Twitter name to a name he hadn't used yet. Uh, Roberta Williams, also made up by her. Boom, that's all I needed. She reverse searched and found everything I needed to know. Family members, their emails, phone numbers, addresses, his mortgage, his cars, you name it, I had it. I had two options at this point, file a police report or take matters into my own hands. This is where it gets really clever. Uh, and I think you two are going to appreciate this. This tweet says, PA and P, legal. So like, I guess the name of a legal company or lawyers or solicitors. Solicitor has now entered the chat. Naturally, the obvious choice here was to make a fake email. So basically, she's created a fake law firm. So she creates a fake email. By this time, I know the guy is stupid, so I know he won't bother looking anything up or noticing that it's, made, that it's a made-up law firm using a Gmail account. Laughing my ass off. Laughing my ass off. Surely his family would respond to a super serious email from my legal team, and I already had all their emails. So... The PA and P legal team got to work and emailed every single email that was associated with his name. So she then sent screenshots of the email she sent to people, making them look kind of semi-realistic looking. For me, the only real looking part of it is that she put on an actual signature <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> but she sent these to all his family members. So now clearly anyone with some sense would be able to tell his email was ridiculous. And whoever wrote it has no idea what they're talking about, but laugh my ass off. Um, about laugh my ass off but nay nay not he uh, about two hours later I'm chilling under my heated blanket playing my switch and minding my business I took my Adivan 
which I think is a sleeping pill, but we'll check that after. Uh, my phone's on D&D and I'm chilling. My husband interrupts my chill sesh and tells me to look at my phone ASAP. I forgot to mention to him that I'd founded an entire legal team a few hours prior, so I thought he was sending me a funny video or some other stupid shit. Turns out Mr. Roberta Williams, that fake name she gave, texted his phone because I wasn't answering mine. Um, I checked my phone to two to three long-ass texts from his distraught fiance. So naturally, I start snitching left and right, screenshots, emails, all of that, including what he used, including that he used his daughter's disability and medical bills to scam me. She's pissed. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's it's pretty beautiful. Uh, she tells me she's taking their child and leaving him. <laughs> uh, she can't believe he would do this to someone. She had no idea he was this kind of person. Uh, or this is the person he was and was so sorry. Uh, I messaged her. I'm just messaging her back and forth. Then who do I get a text from? Mr. Scammer himself. What a coincidence. Um, and it's just basically um, him just kind of, uh, he texts her and she kind of sends him back a request for Apple Pay. Time continues to pass and he wastes my time getting or trying to get me to drop the charges in brackets, laugh my ass off. Uh, and then he'll, uh, so, yeah, he wants her to drop the charges first and then he'll, then he'll pay her back. Uh, at this point, I'm offended. He clearly thinks I'm stupid. I say no. Do what you have to do. Sell your booty hole. I don't care. <laughs> Give me my money. Meanwhile, his fiance is texting me asking if I, if I had the money. And I was like, what? Uh, this man is saying he doesn't have it, but telling her he paid me back already. So what do I do? She snitched, of course. So not even five minutes later, I get a notification. She gets a, notif- a notification that her request for $450 was completed. I warned this man that he would never know peace. He chose violence. Whatever happened that after that is above me. What do we think of that? Did this happen? Yeah, that's the other thing, isn't it? You know, I don't want to be that guy because there is a whole, there's, there's a, a really, and this is something we can talk about in another podcast. There is a weird subculture on Twitter of people who reply to stories and stuff on Twitter saying never happened. Yeah. yeah, like this didn't this didn't happen. Or you see like, you know, from what's that game show? Is it like what's that game? Is it like Jeopardy or something? I'll take things that never happened for like, <laughs> Alex. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you wonder if those like those things that go viral are the real when they're that I wonder, like, how did she get, like, everybody, like, I know she just said she reverse searched the things, but how would that show up? Like, it was kind of unfortunate for him that he had this one name that I would assume my was assume unique, is, Henry my, Beacon. Yeah, my assumption would be Facebook. I, yeah. uh, she lost me when, like, his mortgage details and all that sort of stuff showed up. Yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was, that was, to me, that was the, also, uh, Ulysses by James Joyce was fucking shorter than that thread. <laughs> so was <laughs> a long thread. So, yeah, yeah. so show of hands. Who thinks it was fake? Who thinks? It, or so, do you think it was fake? Cormac's got two hands up. Sean's got a finger up. I'm going to take that as two votes. Yeah, yeah. I I, I just don't know. I just don't know where she got that kind of um, information from. It's it's really like it's 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 like stuff you you think a CIA agent will find, like uh, all the background. I don't know if you watch if you watch like cat show the TV 
show like there's there's an old <laughs> cat show catfish cat show. <laughs> cat show. okay we're moving on we're moving on <laughs> Guys, have you have any tweets of the week this week, Sean? Uh, my one was Ted Cruz's tweet. Um, say, say, <laughs> oh, I saw one? it. It's amazing. Yeah. Actually, do you know, I was Greta Thunberg had a reply to it, and it was brilliant. But I can't remember what it was. I can't. The Ted Cruz one, any of was one. Uh, Biden share um, signing the Paris uh, uh, climate agreement shows that he only cares about people in Paris. Yeah. <laughs> Not in America. I thought that was brilliant. As it, but he obviously knows that it doesn't just mean the people of Paris. But his, he knows that his dumb supporters would would exactly yeah would yeah. follow that. I can't think of the Greta Thunberg one now. It was brilliant. You go to Cormac and I'll find it. <laughs> she she mentions the the Pittsburgh agreement, isn't it? Instead of the Paris agreement. Yeah. Yeah. Typing in Greta Thunberg now. Uh, my, my one is also a Greta Thunberg one. I don't have it queued up because I didn't actually know we were doing Twitter of the Week. But um, it's where she's waited an entire year to sass Donald Trump yet again when he said last last year that she seemed like a sweet girl and, you know, like she's got a long kind of good future ahead of her. And she kind of clapped back with, when he was leaving you know, she was like, "Oh, he seems like a sweet old guy. He's got a he's got a long future ahead of him." <laughs> yeah, uh, she's so good at hanging on to that stuff. She must she must be keeping an Excel sheet somewhere. <laughs> I'd say so. Um, I know myself. Um, I loved it. there was a brilliant. I loved this for the wrong reasons, but there was a brilliant response to. Um, did you see Arnold Schwarzenegger put up a video of himself on Twitter getting his vaccine? Yes, uh, it's yes. so good, and it's him kind of going like, you know, come with me if you want to live after he gets the vaccine. But someone responded under him, uh, under his tweet called Mary Wemeyer, uh, and she tweets, uh, replies back to Arnold, but never in capital letters. I'm not a guinea pig. This is the first step towards socialism. No, thank you. <laughs> I just love, I love that. I love this, um, this weird American thing where anything that's not deemed to be American by someone is socialism. And it's just fantastic. And someone kind of kind of replies with like this guy called Michael Bloom replies with being a German and not a socialist. I'm really curious. How is vaccination the first step towards socialism? I know it's, the, it's everything. It's, everything on American is socialism. Oh man, anything they don't understand is 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 socialism. Slash commies. Slash commies. 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 Yeah. I, I found that Greta Thunberg one. It was um, it was very simple. It was it was kind of uh, as a rebuttal of Ted Cruz's one. She just said, uh, so happy that USA has finally rejoined the Pittsburgh agreement. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, it's so good. She's so good at that. Um, oh, all right. Man. Listen, gentlemen, thanks for joining me this week, as always. Uh, hope you had a good time tonight. Yes, I, yes, absolutely. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was agreeable. And um, agreeable is what I am for. Uh, I also noticed, Sean, before we leave off, I, I have just also noticed something else uh, that neither me nor you have either that Fergal has, and that is some sort of tweets ahead like jumper on it. On his, on him, he's wearing some sort of tweets ahead apparel. Uh, I don't remember either of us. I uh, yeah. 
receiving um, yeah we never got offered one either um, mm. uh, I'm, I'm going to contact Karen and HR about this and although Fergal will rebuttal here with the fact that this was definitely a well told out present by some member of his family that still doesn't absolve him from the fact that he should have offered me and you uh, some stuff as well I'm disappointed <laughs> <laughs> do you think I should have split my present up uh, yeah yeah all right, okay. You could have given yeah. us given us a sleeve each. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd swear like a tank top, like a vest. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, brilliant. All right, gents. Thanks again for joining me. Um you you listener, you've been listening to Tweets Ahead. You can find us on Twitter at Tweets Headcast and on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us on any podcast platform like Anchor Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Castbox, whatever it may be. The music, as always, is Welcome to the Breakdown by Bill Coleman. We've been tweets ahead. See you next week.